Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Welcome, 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 welcome to another incredible, amazing, awesome, scary round of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. With me as always, my good buddy from the other side of the country in an undisclosed bunker, probably underneath Washington, D.C. He's waiting for the fallout to dissipate is Mysterious Shoeless Mike. Hello, everybody. How the hell was that for an intro? Yeah, that was good. I like that. That's nice. That's a pretty good intro. So That was all off the top of the head. None of that shit was written down. Hence the big spaces between everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Matt. Well, what are we reviewing today? We are reviewing a movie that I had absolutely no interest in seeing. I am a giant pussy in real life. I like to be comforted. I like to feel happy. I like to feel that my life is good, even though it's nothing but hot garbage. We saw a horror movie known as Hereditary, which... God, if it was my family, it, it parallels my family almost to the T. Other than, you know, the witchcraft and the f- people bursting into flames. Everything else, though, pretty close. Pretty close. <laughs> well, I don't I don't think it's that bad, man. But uh, so- Well, you would know. You're an outsider looking in. You're, you probably are the closest to my family than just about anybody. So you, you would know. Yeah. So uh, this movie is uh, hereditary. Um, the... Story synopsis. After the family matriarch passes away, a grieving family is haunted by a tragic and disturbing occurrences and begin to unravel dark secrets. This is starring Tony Collette, uh, Gabriel Byrne, Alex Wolf, Mili Shapiro. And it was directed by Ari Aster, I think, and written. Yes. Now... Interesting tidbit. Do you know that this is Ari Aster's very first full-length feature film? No, I didn't know that. Yep, it is. He's done a bunch of other smaller things, but this is his first full featurette. Wow. Um, and, I, uh, and he is killing it at the box office. Yeah, no, I I don't know what you thought about this movie, Matt, but uh, we're about to find out. But I love this movie. I know you did. That's why we're reviewing it, because you made me go see it. Well, it was doing well in the box office and had high a lot of buzz, so I was like, let's go see this horror movie that came out in the summer, see what's going on. Yeah. And that is kind of ballsy to put a horror movie out in the summer instead of the fall, because traditionally most horror movies come out, you know, somewhere in and around Halloween, obviously, for obvious reasons. Yeah, I think January, February also, uh, because that's a slower movie season, so they're just trying to squeeze in some extra, like, traditionally, horror movies are cheaper to make, so they just want to, you know, make a little bit of money. I mean, I don't know what the budget on this movie was, but I imagine it was fairly low. There's only a few characters in it, and there's, like, two or three sets, maybe just one set. It's like this house, and um, well, Mike, let's go to 
IMDB, the International Movie Database, and get answers to your questions. I think it's inter- the Internet Movie Database, I think, but not Internet. What did I say? I didn't say Internet? Oh, International. Yeah, it's Internet Movie Database. My bad. Not International. I think I was reading International on the screen. Yes, because it's right under Box Office. There's Opening Weekend and International Weekend and all that shit. Anyways, the budget... For hereditary is estimated at ten million. Nice, and so far I think it's made like twenty-five or thirty million. I think it's doing well. Right now, the gross in the United States is est- is estimated at twenty. Well, not estimated. It's at twenty million one hundred sixty-one thousand one hundred twenty dollars. Oh, nice, nice. The opening weekend in the United States, which was June tenth, so that is. As of today, uh, a little over a week, made opening weekend $13,575,172. So they've made a hell of an opening weekend, especially for a horror movie. Yeah, uh, looks like they've already made all their money back and now everything else is just gravy. That's what it sounds like, yeah. All right, so Mike, since this is your genre, one of your favorite genres of films, uh, I'll let you take the lead on this. So go for it, man. Start talking about hierarchy. Hereditary. (laughs) I am just dropping the ball on this episode. Oh, well. You can't talk well. Me, no talk good. So, uh, yeah, like I said earlier, uh, I really like this movie quite a bit. Um, It's just really creepy. Like, this movie just gets underneath your skin because it just keeps building up with stuff and you're not quite sure what's going on. And there's this awesome scene in the movie where one of the characters is kind of looking around his room and and there's there's something in the, the frame, but I don't think a lot of people saw it because and, and it's just artfully done. The lighting is just right. And then... Some other stuff happens, and anyway, you kind of see some things. But, man, I, I enjoyed this movie. Uh, it, You know, it seems very realistic to a point. There is some supernatural stuff that happens more towards the end. But in the first act or two, this movie, it was just creepy and just a really sad story about this family's history the uh the 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 mother of uh the movie um uh, played by uh tony collette annie had a crazy like upbringing like her her family um what is it like her her dad killed himself yes he starved himself to death her dad starved himself to death which I can't even imagine the kind of psychological issues that would do to a child because it's not just, oh, you came home and you found your father with, you know, shot himself in the head or hung himself or OD'd on pills or something. I mean, this is the gradual, slow, agonizing death of a human being before their eyes. I mean, that's that's brutal, dude. Yeah. And uh, that's just an indication of where this movie's going to go. Um, there is one really weird scene in this movie. Uh, well, I guess there's several weird scenes in Dude, this movie. Dude, I was going to say, the, the, I use I use one word and one word only to describe this movie. 
bizarre. It was 100% fucking bizarre to me. Anyways, go ahead and describe the scene. Well, the scene, I'm not going to give away too much, even though we usually give away everything. Just because I think it would take away from the experience of the movie. But there's a a scene where a, a character dies... And it's a strange way that it happens. It's it's about uh, maybe it's towards the beginning of the movie, or maybe even a little bit at the halfway mark. Eh, probably more towards the beginning. And uh, how the one of the one of the characters behaves is so strange. I could not figure out what like in my mind. I was like that that that's what. But uh, I don't want to give away too much, so that probably just sounds really weird. But Matt, do you know? Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? The the uh, um. Oh yeah, and I will give the whole fucking thing away because I don't give a shit. But I'll be nice and honor your wishes and not give it away. All right. It was just the way that Peter, played by Alex Wolf, uh, was acting on this particular yes, scene. Yes. After after the horrific event happened. Until the next morning, basically. Yeah, that was. Is that yes, is that yes, what I, yeah, is that yeah, what you're talking yeah, about? That, yeah, that's the scene I was talking about. Now, to me, to me, I could see something like that happening, and my family doing something like that, just being like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna go home and go to bed. I could totally see my family doing something like that. As fucked up as that is, I could see it. Now, where my mind first went. Was that he is clearly a pothead in the movie. Yes. They point that out. I was thinking maybe he was trying to run home and, you know, be like, oh, well, it was just a dream. It's no big deal kind of thing. Or on the second thought, he was thinking, oh, fuck, I probably shouldn't get authorities involved because I'm high as shit and then I'll go to jail kind of thing. That's that's where my mind went on those two. Yeah, I guess I could kind of see that, but I feel like what happened outweighs any kind of punishment. But I, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess that's just me. Well, and clearly he wasn't punished at all. Clearly it was, you know, an accident or, you know, whatever. But yeah, that was uh, that was one of the, I don't know, I guess one of the better parts of the movie. Just because it was completely unexpected. At least on my end, it was. Oh, yeah. No, super unexpected. Um, I couldn't really tell you that any of this movie was expected. That's for sure. Uh, some of it kind of was. Um, the uh, witchcraft and all that stuff towards the end, I predicted that shit. Oh, you, you saw it pretty... Way in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. When she walks up to... when. Uh, I'm not going to name the character or the actress, but walks up to the main actress, Tony Collette's window in a parking lot and starts talking. I was like, Oh, yep. I I was like, yep. She knows Tony Collette's mom and she knows, and she's part of this group and all this other shit. And so that's where this is going. I immediately just called it right there. And then, Oh, well, I mean, I guess you could have, there's a strange scene in the movie that probably didn't need to be there at all about, like an extra flyer about like paranormal or seances or something that gets in somebody's mail. I don't even know who gets it, but I was like, why is this in here? Like after the movie, I I still question why that was in there. 
Um, was it in the mail of yeah, it was a mail the... slot. Like someone else put it in there. It looked like. Hmm. Hmm. Because I was trying to think if it was in the lady that ends up becoming, you find out that she's, you know, in the witchcraft stuff. I was wondering if it was her mail slot, but that wouldn't make any sense. Maybe it was a clue from the other people in her little group that this is what you can use. Maybe. I don't know. No, I don't know. But, like, I I really like the just creepiness of this movie. The gets under your skin. Um, there's lots of things that I can't unsee that happened in this movie, but, um, uh, like what, like what, what can you not unsee? I mean, I saw, I saw the movie too. And I mean, nothing's keeping me up late at night, but I'm also dead inside. So maybe that's the factor. I, I, I don't know. It was just some of the creepy things, man. Like, uh, just like the, the. Some of the sound design stuff that they did in the movie, you know, like the... Oh, yeah, that was very well done. It really was. Oh, yeah, the... the Yeah. <laughs> that just reminded me of a little kid, like, goofing around. And you know what pissed me off? I, I saw it um, the other day. I figured there wouldn't have been a whole lot of people. Yeah. But I, I realized that I need to be more conscious when I decide to go to films, especially when we're reviewing them. I went to prime time to go see this movie. I went between the hours of five and eight o'clock on a Saturday and the whole freaking third theater was sold out. Whoa. Yeah. Where, I went, whereas, it, was, it was, it was busy when I went, it was in the morning. Well, and this was sold out, you know, but I mean, I went to Incredibles on opening day and it was not even like a quarter full, like the theater wasn't. And so this movie, I, you know, I was just like, man, I knew I should have gone to the, like the late show, but sometimes I really don't want to go to the late show because I just want to be home or the timing doesn't work out right. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think I'm just going to really try and stick with seeing movies during the week. It's just it's just better, at least for me, because I, I try and go in there and not be objectified by the other people that are in there. Like, for instance, at mine, there was clearly a bunch of teenagers in there. And they kept doing that sound that you were doing, oh. you know, that the young girl keeps doing. Yeah, they kept doing it randomly. Oh. And I knew it was them and not the movie because they use that throughout the movie. And you know when they use it throughout the movie because they use the surround sound very well. Yeah. But they it was kids doing it and they were just goofing. Yeah. And they were talking and, you know, there was an older couple sitting next to me and they talked through the whole fucking thing. Oh, jeez. And it just kind of, it just kind of ruins it. Wow. You know, it really kind of ruins the experience because that's why you go to the theater is to have the experience, the communal experience of seeing something together with a bunch of people and enjoying it and being scared and, you know. Yeah laughing at the funny parts and all that shit and it just was yeah you want to it just it be in the moment pissed me yeah, off dude be, be right. in the moment like we were talking about earlier on a different podcast about you know put your phone down and just enjoy the experience yeah and i had a friend uh recently asked me about a quiet place and if it was a good movie or not I'm like well clearly you don't listen to my podcast I don't, I don't like you anymore i don't know if we can be friends but I explained to them that A Quiet Place is a very good movie and that the movie is literally almost silent the whole time. And that if you go into that movie and you see it in the theater with a bunch of other people, 
and they're even just rustling through the popcorn or sipping their soda or burping or whatever, it ruins the whole feeling of that film. And, you know, I guess that's what I'm trying to get at is that you go to see these things to experience them at a, in a certain way. And sometimes maybe it's just better to be in an empty freaking theater. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that, you could be right. Um, I saw it with a bunch of people, but it was a really respectful audience. and. Uh, but yeah, it was people probably there to see it. Like A Quiet Place. When I saw A Quiet Place, I saw it, I think, either opening night or opening weekend at one of the later shows. It was people that were there for sure to see the movie. They didn't show up to the movie theater and go, okay, what's playing? Let's go see that. It was these people were there to see it and they shut their mouths. They didn't do shit. I mean, people were afraid to eat their popcorn. There were people walking out of a quiet, a quiet place with their popcorn bucket still full. It was, I mean, that's what, you know, it's a good freaking audience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I had a great audience. Um, I was worried because, uh, I was, I usually go see movies in the morning, uh, understanding that they're not going to be very busy. And this movie was packed. It was sold out. Dude, that's... But still, they were all there to see it. And that's great. It wasn't like my experience where, I mean, clearly a few of the couples were just just showed up and said, Oh, that looks good. Screw it. Let's go to that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just piss me off. (laughs) Yeah. uh, This movie kind of reminded me when I first saw The Ring. Uh, way back in 2002, that movie just kind of creeped me out. And mostly it was just the way that it the buildup of that movie. Well, it kind of reminds me a lot like when we went and saw the Blair Witch Project in high school. You know, there was lots of marketing, oh, yeah. viral marketing oh, yeah. behind it, a lot of buildup. And then you go see it and it was creepy as shit. Yeah. All the way up until the end when I had to physically run out of the movie theater. Well, I didn't make it out of the movie theater. For those of you who do not know, Mike and I drove all the way to Tucson to go see the Blair Witch Project with a bunch of our friends. What? There was like four or five yeah. of us. Uh, and that was uh, That's one of the times when Bohorquez went with us. Oh, nice. <laughs> you remember? Danny came with us on that one? Nice. And I got reamed the whole fucking time on the way home, the hour and a half drive home, because I have really bad motion sickness. And we sat towards the front of the theater, and the whole scene at the end where they're running with the camera in Blair Witch Project, that was it. That was it. It made me so sick, I did not get out of the theater before I threw up. I threw up in a trash can in the theater and everybody was hearing it. <laughs> that shit fucked me up so bad. Yeah. But that movie on top of it, just the scariness of it, of the Blair Witch Project, you know, and it was ingenious. And this movie harkens a lot to that. Not so much in that style, but it's groundbreaking like the Blair Witch Project just the way that it was shot, the way the cinematography was done, and the way the story is. Um, the cinematography was gorgeous. Like you were saying, it goes to wide shots where there's shit in the scene that if you're not visually trained or you're not looking for it, you're not going to see it. I picked up on just about everything because being a photographer, I nothing fucking misses my sight, which is a blessing and a curse sometimes. Yeah, no, but, uh, yeah, that was uh, that. That you, I'm sure you know what scene I was talking about, where it's kind of dark oh, and there's, yeah. Oh yeah, there's multiple scenes like that though, where there's shit that you know pops through. Now sometimes, 
And you clearly he did this on purpose, but sometimes the scenes, the uh, questionable thing in the background is moving and then it really presents itself. And that's when normal people probably see it. But a lot of the times it's not moving whatsoever. So if you're not paying attention and you're not looking, you don't see at it. the whole yeah. as the scene as a whole, not individual parts not you know yes you want to be paying attention to the character but the scene as a whole you don't see it it's completely missed on you and that's where the super creepy factor comes in yeah no that was um yeah that there there was one player that was really awesome and well dude it it's throughout i mean it is throughout from start to finish from the instant they start talking about tony collette's character's mom being dead Like, she starts popping up, like, in the background. She really does. The dead mother Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. In lots of different places. And if you're not paying attention, you don't see it. Yep. So, I I think this was a really good horror movie. There's often a lot of these crappy horror movies that are made, because Hollywood can crank these out, because they're cheap. They usually don't have very good actors or newer actors in there. But this one was great. Like, this kind of reminds me of some of the newer, neat horror movies that have come out, like the Conjuring series. Those are pretty good. Uh, Matt, I don't know. You know, I've never, I've never seen those. Oh, well, maybe you should see them. Maybe we'll have uh, a legacy review of some of those around Halloween or something. Uh, yeah, we'll have to add them to our list. Yeah, Matt, I don't know if you saw this movie. It's called Happy Death Day. It was almost. I have it. Um, it was bequest to me by my brother-in-law, the digital code. I have not watched it. Um, I'm interested to watch it. I remember the trailers and by the time I got around to going and seeing it, it was gone out of the theaters, but I have it. I just haven't sat down and watched it. Yeah. Yet. It's kind of a groundhog day, but horror and it's not like super scary. It's just kind of a fun movie and it's, it's pretty neat. You, I, you know, I found it entertaining, so I would recommend it. Um, yeah, I need to go see it. But, oh, before we continue too farther, one thing I did want to touch on that you mentioned a few seconds ago, a few minutes ago, was the acting. The acting in this movie was incredible. Yeah. Incredible. I mean, even the little girl that plays Charlie, what's her, um, um, Millie Shapiro. Yeah. This is her first film ever, and she killed it in my opinion she was creepy as hell before shit even started going south yeah she was creepy as yep. hell yep um yeah that t- tony collette's character oh my gosh just the amount of things that happen and oh like shoo, she was really really powerful and uh just a great great acting for a interesting uh horror movie that you know um there's been some good ones lately, like uh, the remake of It. I loved it. Oh, that was great. Oh, I took uh, the original co-host of the Real Film Nerds to see It, uh, Seth, and Seth could not handle it. He could not. He does not do well at all with horror movies. And it was so funny when we saw it. I've never heard someone actually audibly scream in a female voice in person in a movie theater before but seth did (laughs) nice and i loved it i thought it was great and i tease them at work sometimes you know um that whole opening scene with uh uh, in the the clown in the uh rain gutter 
and how he says, uh, hello, Georgie. Yeah. I, I will say that. I will, like, walk up behind Seth and say that, and it just creeps him out to this day. It's hilarious. Nice. Nice. Um, another couple movies. I'll just say these real quick. Uh, it Comes at Night. That was an interesting movie. Mm. I like that one. I don't. I don't think I've ever even heard of that one. Yeah, I know you don't but watch again, horror movies. You're as a, much. you're a, you're a hardcore horror movie buff. I'm like I can I can take them or leave them. There's some that are really really good and awesome, and there's some that I'm just like, nah, this is fucking stupid. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, another kind of creepy one was It Follows. I don't know why all these movies have it in it, but they do. It follows. Hey, they're trying to get they're trying to get paid. They're trying to get paid, Mike. Yeah. Um this movie was pretty popular. I'm sure you saw this one, Matt. Get out. Yes, sir. I actually own a copy of it on Blu-ray. Because it was cheaper for me to buy it on Blu-ray than it was to rent it from one of the on demand services, so I just bought it. Nice, nice. And then uh the final one I'm gonna mention real quick is uh Don't Breathe. I thought that one was awesome. Just great suspense that sounds familiar i it's it's ringing a bell but i don't remember seeing that that was the one with uh there's a blind guy and then they're trying to rob him and then they discover something well yeah no that's not ringing a bell i have to look that one up too so anyways mike to get back on topic how does hereditary relate to the marvel cinematic universe This one was hard. Uh, I had to do a lot of deep digging because that's what she a, said. Sorry. Yeah, there's yeah. <laughs> this one was hard. I and you had to do a lot of deep digging. That that might not work for. That's what she said, but I tried. So uh, this guy who does special effects for makeup, Steve Newburn, uh, has um, a tie back to uh, the MCU. He was in. Oh, I didn't write down what he was in. Oh no! Uh, but he, yeah, I had to search every, everyone, Matt. This was a, this was a really hard one to, to to get something on. I was like, whoa. Um, well, Mike, do you know how many uh, times? Man. Oh, Iron Man. Yeah, he was a makeup guy for Iron Man. So, Mike, do you know when we started the Marvel Cinematic Universe? No. We started in episode five, five, Game Night. So guess how many episodes, consecutive episodes, that makes now where you have related a film to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Uh, 20? 18. But you have to remember, I did one with Santos, so that would make it down to 17. And then I did a solo cast by myself, so that would make it down to 16. So it's now actually 16 consecutive times. Wow. Since I uh, forgot about those other two episodes. Yeah. But, but that's, man, it's, it's neat. That's still pretty damn impressive. I mean, 16 times, and those films have covered the gamut from animation to horror to blockbusters. Yeah. 
Oh, yep. except for we haven't done an independent. The one independent we did, I did by myself and did not do the cinematic Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, maybe Won't You Be My Neighbor will come out. Uh, I read that it really has a super limited release, Matt, and that's why... Oh, that's um, such bullshit. I really want to see that. Yeah, it's only in a few screens. That's part of the reason that everybody... We can't see it. In my large metropolitan, we only have one the screen that has it. Dude, that's that's really surprising, but when I looked it up in Phoenix... There's literally only one theater in Phoenix that has it, too. Wow. Which, that pisses me off, man, because I know if they would open it up a little bit wider than that, you know, a wider release, that there would be a lot of people going to it. Yeah, I think they are going to. I think they're just trying to build up the hype, and they're they're doing it. But I, I think they'll bring it out wider. I hope so. If not, you know, it's... It'll just have to become, um, what are we calling them, a tributary. Yeah. So, anyways. All right, well, Mike, we got we got the MCU done. We got uh, everything else done in this movie. Uh, anything else you want to add before we start getting into our uh, review of this film? No, I think I covered everything I wanted to talk about. This was just a this was a solid horror movie, and uh, if you like horror movies, uh, this is a good one. Um, it's very creepy. And I said review instead of rating. Again, I'm just not talking very well in this episode. One of no. these days, I will learn how to talk. Maybe I should take a class on how to talk. Do they have yeah. those? I wonder if they yeah, have those. I think those. they do. Yeah, yeah, I think they have them. Yeah. Well, I, you see, the public speaking classes are lost on me because I don't have a problem public speaking because I've had to talk to strangers my whole life. I've never had an issue with public speaking. I've always been able to do it really well. So I I need to find something where maybe, maybe I need a uh, speech therapist. There we go. That'll help, yeah. right? Yeah. Or maybe I should just start taking notes again. <laughs> maybe maybe you should do that i don't know yeah all right so mike since this is uh one of your favorite genres now is it your 100 percent most favorite genre or is it just one of your favorites i think it's just one of my favorites i have a large gambit of movies that i like um from action movies to comedies to all kinds of stuff you know like so dramas but, so but I, I I just think I like horrors quite a bit because we used to when we were growing up we used to go rent them all the time for forty nine cents from the Hastings. Oh hell yeah, dude! They were the cheapest movies. You could get a bunch of them. Yeah. <laughs> but no, so you wouldn't say it's like your favorite genre of movie. Do you have a favorite genre of movie? I don't think I do. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. Well, I do. And I'm, I'm sure, you, yeah, I'm sure you know what it is. Sci-fi. I love, I love sci-fi. <laughs> I love sci-fi. And uh, when you start blending the sci-fi with other genres, I really love it. Like Event Horizon, where you blend sci-fi with horror. Oh my god, it's so oh, good. That's, that's one of my favorite. Oh, dude, it's um, both of movies. one of both of our favorites for sure. But oh, speaking of sci-fi, uh, I know you don't have cable TV, much like myself. But I do a lot of streaming, and I've been watching on AMC 
James Cameron did a six-part series on AMC about, they call it, I believe, the history of sci-fi. I'm not sure the exact title. It's something like that. But every single episode is a different branch of science fiction, and they have some of the best freaking interviews. I am just in love with it. And the reason why I'm bringing it up now is that there's only a few days left on it until they give it to someone else or sell it to someone else or whatever. And so it's six parts, and each part is about an hour long. But they have George Lucas um, just... Everyone. I mean, uh, Ridley, uh, not Ridley. Is it Ridley Scott, the guy that did Aliens? Yes. Ridley Scott. See, I always want to say like Scott Ridley, but it's Ridley Scott. Yes, it's Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. And then Guillermo del Toro, Steven Spielberg. Um, oh, awesome. Joseph Gordon-Levitz, uh, Mila Jovovich. I mean, they have just such a huge range of people, and they talk about the individual sections of sci-fi, and it's just incredible. I highly recommend it. If you have AMC or access to the AMC app or their streaming service or whatever, watch it. If you are a movie lover, if you are a lover of sci-fi, watch it. It is fascinating because right off the bat, the first one is space and all that. So that's the one with George Lucas and everyone. But they go into the dark future They is another one. I just watched that one. I'm not done with the series myself. I have a couple more to go. But uh, there's another one, uh, Monsters. And that was the one where they brought in Guillermo del Toro and Steven Spielberg and everyone else. And they just go into Monsters and where they came from and the novels that inspired a lot of science fiction people today. It's just I highly recommend it. I can't talk about it enough. It's really good. And yes, it's called James Cameron's, but that's because James Cameron is doing a lot of the interviewing, not all of it, but a lot of the interviewing, but it's, it's really, it's really neat. I like it. Sorry. I'll shut up, but I, I really like it. So anyways, on that, Mike, since this is uh, one of your more favorite genres, not your favorite genre, one of your more favorites. What do you give Hereditary? I give this four out of five reels. I really enjoyed this movie. Nice. Nice. You still haven't gotten that illustrious five, though, yet, Mike. You know, you just can't hand out fives all the time. So, you know, I've got to wait until I find that magic movie. The magic movie, like the magic Mike? Is that one of your favorite movies? Yes. Oh, you know what I forgot to talk about? Man? Oh, no. The, no! The flaccid penis in this movie. Oh, it's everywhere. That's part of the reason this gets four out of five. I thought that for sure would have made you give it a five out of five, because everybody knows how much you like male genitalia, let alone flaccid male genitalia in movies. Yeah, there was like a grip of it towards the end of this movie. Woo! <laughs> It's just dicks everywhere. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh man, I can't believe I almost forgot that. All right, now Matt, uh, oh, I get you uh, great, great. I get to give my rating after the dick joke. <laughs> Wonderful yeah. story of my life. I I'm so low on the totem pole that I come after the dick jokes. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't think you could get much lower than that, did you? No, no, you can't. I mean, 
you know, physically and theoretically. You just can't. I mean, I, Jesus. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, like I, like I was alluding to, I'm not a super huge fan of the horror films. I, they're okay. I, I find them dumb, confusing, bizarre, strange. But it it was a solid one, especially the acting. Just based on the acting and the fascinating story, even though it gets kind of fucking weird, I give it a three out of five reels. What? Are you just being silent now? No, no, no. I Well, I wasn't sure if you were done talking. I guess you're done. Yeah. So yeah, Well, that- I don't know what else you want me to add to it. I mean, it was just, you know, it was a fucking weird-ass horror movie it was weird it was really weird i see what you mean about how it could be based in life maybe you know it hits too hard too close to home maybe that's what it is it's too much like my family and the horribleness that goes on in it oh all right well i guess on that bombshell uh, (laughs) oh 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 oh, we'll end it on that bombshell instead of the the dick jokes it's about how (laughs) horrible my family is right (laughs) <laughs> love you mom <laughs> nice <laughs> hey i had to get in there she's one of the like three people that listen to this podcast no dude i think we're up to like 14 i think we're a solid 14 solid 14 all right you know i'm pretty sure at least 10 of those 14 are just random people that are bored and don't have anything else to listen to well that's fine we'll take what we can get hell yeah we will welcome to real film nerds everyone we will take it where we can get it. Wait, hold on. That's what she said. Hey. <laughs> All right. Well, now on that bombshell, I think uh, I just want to thank everyone for listening and uh, well, talk you don't, to you, you next time. You don't want to tell them what we're going to review next? Give them a little teaser for their... Uh, no, you, well, yeah, you can do that. For Go their for flaccid it. penises? I don't think there's going to be any more flaccid penis for a while. It's Thank hard to God. find. <laughs> it's hard to find. I mean, do you even do you even hear yourself talking anymore, Mike? <laughs> 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 it's hard to find a flaccid penis. It's easy to find the hard ones, but it's hard to find the flaccid ones. Oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I've killed the co-host. Oh, you killed me. I'm out. I'm out. Anyways, all right. So, um, Mike and I are trying to plan out our schedule so you will know what to listen to in the coming episodes. Uh, We're going to do, hopefully next week, we're going to try and get in and see another big summer blockbuster that everybody's looking forward to. It's the uh, latest Jurassic Park Lost Kingdom. I don't remember what they're calling this one. Jurassic World for no for, shit for Forbidden Kingdom or something or I don't know it's it's another Jurassic Park fall, movie Fallen Kingdom okay it's another Jurassic Park movie and they're gonna make a lot of money so yeah. we'll go see it and hopefully it'll be good I don't know the last one was I'm not gonna say it was good but it was fun yeah it wasn't bad no it wasn't terrible I just you know. It's hard, man. You can't really compete with the original. I mean, the original is just, especially since we were young and we read the books. And I mean, it takes a really good movie to inspire teachers to bring the book into the classroom, you know? Yeah. 
Anyways, so, and then um, we're going to do one that came out this weekend. It's a little under the radar, but it looks like a fun one. It's a comedy. We're going to go uh, try and see Tag. And that looks really fun to me. I, I love comedies, so. Yeah, yeah, that looks, it looks pretty fun about these guys who really played Tag. Yeah, for like years. Like, they're full-on adults, and they're still chasing after each other playing Tag. In some of the most harebrained situations like funerals and weddings and births i mean that just looks freaking hilarious to me so on that note mike take us out of here all right hey thanks everybody for listening thank you for listening to the real film nerds now don't forget to follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at real film nerds now go out and catch a movie